Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. back to another episode of keeping current with kansas city this is thad bell from i think i just could go ahead and break out the new name now what do you think go for it because kansas city soccer journal the kansas city soccer journal yes formerly of the blue testament uh and sometime in the next couple days the blue testament should point to the kansas city soccer journal but i'm not sure exactly when that'll happen so we'll figure that out as we go but (laughs) with me i have Daniel Sperry from the Kansas City Star and a multitude of other places in the past history. Mm-hmm. How you doing, Daniel? You know, I'm doing good, Thad. Uh, today was actually a beautiful day in Kansas City to be outside and at KC Current training and actually saw some really good pl- play today from a couple of new healthy bodies that we'll talk about. So in general, I'm, I'm in a good mood. Uh, healthier bodies. I'm not sure if I call them healthy yet, but we'll we'll get healthier. there. I mean, they're definitely healthy people. But, are they are they healthy to play soccer at uh, you know on Saturday? I don't know. We'll see. Well, I, I guess if I'm going to get nitpicky, you can get nitpicky too. So that's fair. <laughs> All right. Uh, opening weekend, Kansas City went to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Did not come back with any points. Nope. Uh, didn't look great at times, but nope. <laughs> also, probably played well enough to have come out of there with a draw. Yeah, but didn't. Yep. I uh, f- 
from my point of view, they look much like they did a lot of last year, except they just couldn't find that goal. A lot, a lot of last year, they kind of looked the same, and then Kristen Hamilton or Elise Bennett or Haley Mace or somebody would come up with a goal and tie it up or or take a lead, and they looked very similar to how they played a lot last year, as they, especially early through the mid part, I would say. Yeah, and I think what that team was so good at doing was getting you out in transition. And I think that that formation was not set up to get you out in transition and going. And in the same way, I don't think that the personnel is ready to do the uh, methodical buildup that I think can possibly happen when all of the personnel is healthy, a little bit more creative, um, doesn't a little, little less pace, a little bit safer with the ball, um, but a little bit more um, creativity in the runs off the ball. Last year, that team was so much built on just hitting the gas the moment they got the ball. And I think at times they maybe slowed down a little too much in the way, in, in this aspect. And I partially was, I don't think, the formation lended itself to having the numbers to get forward in the speed that they wanted to. So I, I overall, I mean, it didn't look great. Um, they did, as you did say, they did look a lot like points of last year, but I think they were missing the actual like quality chance generation. For the most part, this team last year was over one expected goal a game um and they probably wouldn't have been anywhere near that uh, if they hadn't had um chance in the 75th minute there that uh i think michelle cooper had um that was well saved so like there's there there was not a lot of opportunities to be had um in for them goal scoring wise because they couldn't create the chances um and then yeah i think you know a one a little bit of a lapse at the back there. It cost them, too. Yeah, it really wasn't even a lapse at the back. It was a lapse at goal because that yeah. shot really could have been saved. As good as AD French is, mm-hmm. that's a shot that she should have saved any other day. Yeah, and I I mean, I'll also say, I think that team, and, and in my moment, I was not expecting, when I was watching the game, I was not expecting her to shoot that ball at the time because they've been feeding Carolyn so heavily and she was finding so much success in the space um, between Gabrielle Robinson and Haley Mace um, on the back line there that she was getting into free space and getting in behind a lot and frustrating everybody. And I think everybody kind of, even the midfield kind of, they all kind of sagged off the player with the ball and kind of gravitated to make sure that they couldn't find the outlet pass to Carolyn. And she had a clean, clear shooting lane. Um, for a shot that could have been saved by 80 French for sure. I also think that shot had a fair amount of power surprisingly and was quite low and hard. But like you said, I think that's a save that we've come to expect 80 French to make. And I think 80 might say, I, I want to have that one back too. So um, I don't think, you know, she's above uh, being critical of herself in those moments. So no. um, I, I, I think that's, you know, good goalkeepers, uh, know how to be self-critical when it's necessary. So I definitely think that's 180 we would want back. But yeah, I it looked like the first week of the season, didn't it? It did. 
It did. Um, I know we were probably going to get into this, but uh, one of the big differences was formation. A lot of last year, they kind of played a 5-3-2 or 3-5-2 or whatever you wanted to call it. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of variations that you could have put in those various numbers, but this was much more of 4-3-3. Yep. Bringing uh, Delfava and Mace back farther, making it a little harder for them to get forward as well as they did last year. Probably a little bit of the difference in them. I, I think when we described them about how they went forward a lot last year, pretty much on the gas immediately, it was a little bit frenetic at times. Mm-hmm. And they want to be a little more calm and patient this year as they get those calmer midfielders into play. Mm-hmm. But with with uh, Kate and Haley starting farther back, they weren't able to get forward as fast or with mm-hmm. as much uh, quality, I think. Yeah, and I think also some of it too is getting used to it. Like Kate Delfava learned how to play right back last year in a back five. Has never played back five, back you know, right back really in a back four. Um, Haley Mace has a little bit, has played left back and a little bit of right back with the women's national team uh in a back four, but um I think the same frustrations that she has, and she voiced those frustrations on Saturday, talking about how she cannot get um, forward as much as she likes uh, when it's a back three. Um, but I also think both her and Kate and even Lowe kind of touched on the the formation changes. Like, look, if we're going to try and play this way and try and do this this year, like we can't, you also can't just abandon it after one game. You got to figure it out and try and figure it out. And then if it really comes to a point five, maybe and I, they didn't explicitly say this, but, you know, I think the feeling is if it doesn't work after five or six games, then maybe you think about throwing it in the trash. But, um, you know, I think it's a, a, a different way to start. I don't think it really worked very well on Saturday. Um, and, it, but, but yeah, I think it, it caused a lot of problems there because that, that space between when Haley Mace did want to get forward, um, they were so easily countered by Carolyn, Carolyn occupying that space behind Mace and in between mate, the uh, Gabrielle Robinson and her. And I thought Gabrielle Robinson actually had a very good game for uh, a rookie center back having to deal with Carolyn uh, in her first match. Um, you can definitely see why they drafted her, but. And why man, they kept her. And why they kept her. They had drafted multiple defenders. And I think in practice, as you and I talked about on the last episode, and then in the game this week, you see very much so why they uh, kept her and um, signed her to a contract. Um, but yeah, I think that that was that was the biggest weakness and the biggest way to unlock that team, especially if you're to turn over the ball in the midfield as much as they did. It's going to lead to those types of opportunities. So going back to how it was set up, Mace as a left back, Gabrielle Robinson, left center back, E-ball, right center back, Defalva, mm-hmm. the right back, uh, Labanta, Luetta, Kaiser across the midfield. Did good I do better? Dad. You did very good there. Uh, Alexa Spanstra on the left, Michelle Cooper, and Mimi Larson on the right at, up top. I, I kind of think I would have actually went with Larson in the middle and Cooper to the right, but how do you think that worked up there? I mean, we already we know they didn't create a ton of chances, but what did didn't you score any goals? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I think I I think it's a good learning experience for Mimi because um, that is, I mean, if oh she had they had her kind of on the left there 
um, the, if there's any strength of the Houston of the North Carolina Courage, it is arguably their back line. Um, they have more experience in returners there. Um, and Emily Fox, I know, is out there as well. Um, so that I think they they have good players on that uh, on that back line. I think it it's one of those of just like okay welcome to nwsl a little bit for all three of those players in the front i mean all three of those players have never played in the nwsl one match and i think it showed um i think there's a little bit of chemistry stuff i think um out of the three michelle was certainly the brightest um showed the most creativity going forward showed the most uh she showed a lot of vision even in some of the through balls that she tried to play she was trying to drop deep and pick up the pick up the ball but um yeah i think i'm curious to see what how the roles and responsibilities for all those players change when you get these players like a Dabinia, uh as a as a player who's going to be on the ball a lot in the final third and helping create for helping create and play the final ball and you know bounce one twos off of these players as they go through i think it just looks a little different and it'll look a lot different and it it's it's hard to judge them on that performance, which wasn't great, but I I also just don't know if it if that's a setup that's going to work either. I, I I do think that when they get uh, some of those more experienced midfielders in there, this is a completely different looking team. Agreed. We will have to we'll have to see though. I mean that's mm-hmm. yes. remains to be seen, and it'll be a while before they all are ready and fit to play. Correct. And uh, also remember, we have uh, a right back that will be coming in to play in, say, a couple months, Hannah Glass, who mm-hmm. also will change that dynamic of, of playing a 4-3-3 or whatever they end up playing, too. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not ignore Mallory Weber, either. We saw her in training today yeah. um, at t- on day of recording, and she's she's been working really hard to get back into it, and she... Um, uh, she looks closer to playing than Hannah Glass does, just based on the workouts that are happening on the field there. Considerably closer. <laughs> um, but I do think that, you know, that that's another one. She was uh, really, really good in the Challenge Cup. Um, and it was really, sh- it was a shame that her injury happened when it did in the way it did. Um, because I thought, I, I was very impressed with her play down that side and her contribution on on service and set piece as well um was very needed it was nice she played a nice couple of passes out there um today that is one of those where you just say okay that's going to be a really good player to have in the mix maybe by the end of april um you know kind of she's coming off an acl injury hasn't played a game in over a year at this point but um at that point actually will be over will be about a year um but you know i think judging by the way she was moving and training this week, I don't think that an end of April return to the lineup is too far out of the question for Miss Weber. No, she was uh she was in some of the scrimmages, the full field trainings, the mm-hmm. the drills they were running that were completely normal kind of stuff. So and she was looking quite all right. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it is uh as we've gotten used to from talking to Coach Potter, to Vermees, to every other coach that has anything to do with Kansas City soccer, it feels like they <laughs> have to 
train to find out how they're doing, get used to the contact, see how they react to the training, et cetera. It's mm-hmm. somewhere on their path, their journey, their life story. <laughs> Are you sick of the cliches, then? No, not at all. Anyway, <laughs> we did see Dabinia in full training. Yeah. Uh, we saw Vanessa in training. Also looked really, really good. Um, I for for what we saw, I was impressed. I I have yet to see like I don't, I I don't mean this in a bad way, but I don't really like a hundred percent remember much of Vanessa Di Bernardo when the Red Stars were here, and so it was nice to see. Like it, it, it's one of those that like seen Dabinia a ton, the national international level at the club level. She's an absolute star. Her highlights are out there constantly. Um, Morgan. Gatro, um, we've seen her for years with the women's yep. national team. You know what her game is, and so for me, I, what's the the meme? The I'm sorry, I'm very I was unfamiliar with your game. Uh, that's been going around right now is how I felt with Vanessa, but seeing her today, um, picking out passes in the midfield, hitting the switches, um, almost to perfection with the hops, the one hops, and passes into the fullbacks and switching field. I mean, it, it's just one of those things where you're like. Oh, okay, there's the there's some really high quality, and especially Dabinia. We were even talking about this. Uh, every single time Dabinia touches the ball, it's ne- it never goes wrong. Like it's always uh, there is not a bad touch that's in her body, and you can see every single time she controls the ball, uh, she knows exactly what she's doing with it at every single second when it's at her feet. And it was really really cool to see that in person and up close today. Yeah, there's. The reason that she is what the second highest rated one in FIFA. <laughs> in FIFA. Uh, <laughs> well, that that too, but FIFA can get some ratings wrong. But boy, I think they got her spot on because I. It's just one of those where you see it when world class players jump into training, either at seeing it on the men's side, see it in the women's side. When those type of players jump into training, it, it raises the level. Um, because they come in at a level and you're just like, oh, snap. Okay, this is this is real. Uh, so go back to Vanessa for a second. Uh, I do remember watching her with Chicago and with... Uh... Oh, aren't you, mister? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, piss off. Uh, <laughs> anyway, she's someone who isn't necessarily going to be a flashy like a Dabinia, but she's just going to raise that level that experience that's why i was really excited to have her on the current Mm -hmm. because she can play the eight the ten i mean she could probably play the six as well but i think Mm -hmm. she's that good eight Mm -hmm. and with with some of those options they have in that midfield they don't have to be frenetic like they were last year they can be calmer Mm -hmm. but it also Mm -hmm. means that they will be able to slow the play down and stop the other team better. Mm-hmm. The defense will be protected better. Yep. So that's that's all the way around and going to be a, a plus when they do get start adding those players into the lineup. Yep. And uh, of course, nobody is going to say that they're going to be available for this weekend, but I would not be shocked to see one of them on the bench at least. Yeah. Specifically Dabinia. Yeah. Because she should be closest to fitness because she was playing up until a month ago. Yeah. I, that's my, that, that, that might be, I don't, th- I would be shocked if Di Renardo made the bench for this game. Um, 
I could see Dabinia maybe having 10, 15 minutes uh, in her legs, maybe um, as a late sub. Um, I don't see Mallory Weber on the bench at all um, this week, but it's one of those where, okay, now after this game, you have um, two weeks off because of the international break. And so uh, we we will not see them again until April fourth, April fifteenth. Um, I can easily see either any of those players in the mix uh, for that lineup um, in Chicago uh, against the Red Stars, which would be kind of cool to have uh, Vanessa uh, maybe make a bit debut against her old team in yep. in her hometown too. I mean, she's a Naperville Naperville gal, which isn't too far from uh, Bridgeview, where the the Red Stars play. Um, so, uh, I think it'd be really cool to, to end up seeing that. Yeah. That's that couple of weeks will be uh, good for them to get healthier. Mm-hmm. Get the Binia back, get Vanessa back, maybe Mallory, or at least getting her closer. Uh, maybe, maybe, still... maybe Mo, maybe Mo. And I will say we haven't really seen her out there, so can't say what condition she's in. Did have yeah. a surprise guest come walking through our area today. Yeah, it was great to see. I mean, I've seen an interview with Desi Scott since she's, since she's been back, but it was nice to see her out uh, on the field in, in workout clothes, and she seemed very happy to be doing the same. <laughs> yep. Yeah, she was uh, happy to just to be out there. I mean, not participating in training, but doing stuff Yep. to get closer. So, uh, And then didn't really see – we saw a little bit of Kristen Hamilton just – around also she was working doing think, some work inside i, I believe think most of those three had done some sort of work out behind obviously yeah. um elizabeth balls uh elizabeth balls um sorry this happens email popped i should put my my laptop on do not disturb so i don't get interrupted by email blurbs here um elizabeth ball has a hamstring injury um she probably i don't don't know how long it seems like it's on the longer end of what you would consider a hamstring injury, not season ending per se, not like Lynn no. Williams's uh, hamstring injury in any way, shape or form, but um, certainly one that will be uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of a good cop, maybe for crossover fans like Logan and Denbe um, length. I think a couple, I wouldn't be surprised if we're on the, backside of the six weeks like time frame maybe um but that's just me guessing based on attempting to have conversations about it and we both know how attempting to have conversations about injuries goes around these parts so yeah that's, I, that's one i didn't even attempt just yeah i i i would expect not at least i'd be shocked if she was back in training ahead of the chicago match on four fifteen, that's kind of my guess. So maybe May. Which is it's uh, gonna be May. Which uh, honestly, okay, sorry, no, yeah, yeah, no singing, no more singing, no more Backstreet Boys. Uh, but for real, I, I, I think maybe in this wasn't one of our talking pre-planned talking points, but this is where maybe some of the return to the midfield that we can see from players, um, can really help out that back line a little bit and maybe push uh Alex Weta back there um next to Elizabeth Ball um just so or not Elizabeth Ball next to Gabrielle Robinson. Robinson um because you know I 
he wasn't comfortable enough going with the back three. Um, maybe he wants to change formation, but you had Weinbrenner and Addison Merrick there on the bench um, that can very competently play in a back three, and that option was not given. Um, so I, I, does he trust either of those two? Um, I, at least for this week, I wouldn't be surprised to see Addison Merrick back there, but I think as more players go into the fold, come into the fold and depending on when Elizabeth ball comes back, that's where the kind of Swiss army knife of issue center back is she a six, um, a very Julie Ertz esque question about, uh, Alex Luetta. Um, uh, it, you know, that's where that versatility comes into play a little bit. Oh man, don't bring up Julie Ertz. That'll get us like in a whole nother podcast realm. All the controversy over her lately. We don't. Yeah, sorry, we don't. It. This ain't a U.S. U.S. Women's National Team pod. Uh, so we will keep our comments about roster selection and the consistency of and confusing nature of roster selection off air for now. Yeah, we'll. We'll bring that up in another time. Just know that the current the current are not one of the NWSL teams trying to get after Juilliards to get on their team. You know, it was kind of funny because I know you were told that. I was very much like, just so you know, we're not after Juilliards. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you protest too much. I mean, that's... <laughs> I don't think well, they are. I, 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 say, I believe them. I, but... I will say one of their players or one of one of your players, one of your players, one of your uh, website mates, uh, our friend Chad Smith had proposed the question out there. And I think I had asked. And so maybe that's what triggered it. That's what triggered it. Maybe very and I, I actually do believe they're not after her, but I don't know where they'd fit Julie Ertz in that midfield at this point. But well, we didn't know where they were going to fit a lot of those players in, and the and the answer was they're going to injure a bunch of them so that there's not a problem <laughs> fitting players in. Oh, all right. Don't feed don't feed the injury theory conspiracy theories. Yeah, it's probably bad turf where they're trying to get a current rampant. fit. Current fit was. <laughs> Lo used the term Casey fit to me the other day um, when I was interviewing her before the season opener. And uh, I asked, I I had to chuckle because I said, Raj, talk to you about sporting fit. And she said, yeah, Raj and Peter. And I was like, man, considering both of these injury reports, people in Kansas City are not going to feel too happy about those conversations. But they're not linked. It's sports people. People get injured. Um, Sometimes there's just a run of bad luck. Well, there's a lot of bad luck going around. Um, but yeah, right. speaking of speaking of bad turf, I was asked a question by a Swedish journalist today on Twitter about the practice after the picture that I sent out, the picture uh, of practice where you can see Dubinia and yeah. uh, Vanessa Di Bernardo in it. You can see the grass obviously doesn't look great, but I think I had to do some explaining upon what happens when teams install grass that goes dormant in the winter when they're normally out of season and not training on it. And when you don't have warm weather to make the grass come back to life, it doesn't look great until the grass comes back to life because it's been dormant for so long. So it still plays fairly well. It played very well. There was not a whole lot of bumps and rolls at all when we were watching it. So, all right, we're gonna. We only got a few more minutes left before our free yep. Zoom runs out. 
Mm-hmm. The uh, game against Portland, Saturday, 11.40 now. Moved it up another 10 minutes. Uh, pretty dangerous team, obviously. They just mm-hmm. put up four on Orlando last weekend. I don't yeah. know if that's as much about Portland as it is about Orlando or a little bit of both. Probably a yeah. little bit of both. Probably. But Current was able to handle Sophia Smith pretty well in season last year. Uh, that was also E-Ball and Kristen Edmonds pretty much handling her. And Addis America a little bit. But she was on, because she was on, she's kind of like leftish wing side. She was going after Addison at the right center back because E-Ball was not in that game because she was suspended because of the yellow cards that she picked up in Chicago. So that back line was Loetta, Merrick, and Kristen Edmonds. And Kristen Edmonds played as the LCB in that or no, she she played as the center as the central of the three or on the left center back. But I know for sure as Merrick has been pretty exclusively the right center back in the back three. So yes. Anyways. Right. Sorry. Uh, they were able to handle her and but that was they have uh, another addition now that they didn't have then is Crystal Dunn. Yeah. Uh I mean if you look at this roster, I don't know where anyone ever sees a setback with this team. Um the this Portland team. The idea of a new coach, sure. Maybe there's a few things to work out, but this is the team. This is the coach who was the assistant there last year, yeah. um, working with all of these players, knows how to get the best out of these players knows um what works knows their limitations and i mean this is this is the same team and this is a team that ran the table almost ran the table last year and a team that is very 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 good so i i think they get even more dangerous when they have crystal down on the field in an attacking position and she uses you know the best of her abilities um so i think you know there's it's gonna be a handful of problems for the current I think maybe they have a little bit of benefit since this game will be kicking off at 9.40 a.m. Pacific time. Um, I mean, I'll take that two-hour time difference. I don't know if I would want to be. It's been a long time since anyone's been asked to get up at 9.40 a.m. for like a youth soccer tournament these days, Uh, at least any of those players on the field. So might be a little bit of help. but Yes, it's not been that many years for me, but. All right, it's uh, it's gonna be a tough game. Any predictions? Um, I think, I think the current get a little bit of a boost from the crowd. I'm sure they score a goal. Um, I say this game ends up in a one-one draw, like we got last time when the Thorns were here. Um, I just think the circumstances aren't great for the Thorns in terms of timing and travel of the game and all of that. And current will be at their home. It's supposed to be a, a record-breaking crowd again um, for them over to kind of pushing the 10 and a half K mark is what it sounds like they're getting close to. Um, so I, um, it's going to be a big crowd. Uh, it's going to boost the players and I think it'll, it'll make it. Um, I think they'll want to kind of do right from what they put out uh, on the field against North Carolina. So I say I say a draw here. I'll just go one one. I don't know if there's enough in it to win it for the current, but um, a draw seems like a. a I would be ha- if I was the current, I'd be happy with a draw given the circumstances. Yeah, draw would probably be a good result, and just keep working on getting healthier. I 
I have a hard time seeing the current win this game. Uh, I would, I'd like them to. It'd be fun to shoot a couple, you know, goals by Michelle Cooper or and Mimi Larson and mm-hmm. anybody else that's out there. But that's a pretty potent Ooh. attack from Portland. And if it's if uh, Portland wins it by one goal, it's going to be a late Michelle Vasconcelos goal. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll go Probably. with. It. Okay, sounds good. All right. Uh, any any last thoughts there, Mister Sperry? None. Good. Surprisingly, I'm talked out. Yeah, yeah, I know that's hard to do. All right, man. I <laughs> will probably see you tomorrow. I don't know. I have a lot of stuff to do. Yep. I appreciate everybody listening, and I hope that uh, we will have some more content going forward besides just Daniel and I talking and we are out.